0: Do
1: you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. (laughs) Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest, so I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour Two of your Favorite Daytime Sports Talk Show coming to you live from the stage bar at the Gray Eagle Resorting Casino. And I'm reminding or informing people daily. We're on television, the Game Plus Television Network Channel, 924 on TELUS across Alberta and BC, and call your cable provider across the West, the rest of Canada. And on the television in 31 U.S. states, we're Atlanta's NHL show. We're on the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Shout out Ryan O Radio, and your favorite podcast platform. You can find us there. Let's bring in the Moose now. He gets all of this, but you can imagine Saturday night, Darren. Are your nights like mine? I'm in a luxury suite at the Saddle Dome for baker hughes meeting some oil guys they're like oh you got a podcast what is it they call one guy's on spotify next guy's on apple they're trying to find it blah blah, blah 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 it's like literally one person at a time i'm informing them of this is what we do this is where we are we're only 963 episodes in you know that right no big deal and people are just finding us people just find. no i'm just saying people just finding us now for the first time
2: of course yeah, I know. And that's what's so fun about this is we feel like, you know, we've done so much and we've gone so far. And, you know, we have enough, you know, so many people that have watched our show and continue to watch. And we so appreciate that. But we can find new people every day. And there's, it's awesome to, to find new people and make new relationships and find new viewers. And that's what keeps us going every day.
1: Well, <clears throat> I put this in my weekend column, 10 Things I was reading in the magazine Entrepreneur uh, on the flight up here from Florida, uh, different is better than better. If you're different than everybody else, that might be better than being better than everybody else. And we sure the hang are different than everybody else. And trust me, we're going to get to the top game of the night in the National Hockey League because there are 13 games tonight, including the Flames at the Anaheim Ducks. But Probably the comment that's got people going off the most today from our audience is this NHL jersey thing. I don't know why people care so much. Where do you even find this out? That Fanatics is going to produce NHL jerseys beginning next season. Now people are writing in, uh, Trevor in Winnipeg says, I have Reebok, Adidas, and Fanatics. Adidas is the best. Darren watching in Utah says starters still makes the highest quality gear and no one uses them and yet we've got the CFL combine this weekend in Edmonton presented by New Era they do apparel right they do the CFL jerseys and hats yeah. and all the apparel and all that stuff and uh, people act like Under Armour is the redheaded stepchild or the drunk uncle that nobody wants to talk about Under Armour you know my, like my entire closet Is Under Armour I think Under Armour is the only thing you're wearing it yeah that's my favorite but I don't get why people get so wrapped up in this other than I guess people wear it every day and they feel like it hit home hits home to them
2: yeah and they want to know that the jerseys are going to be good so it's a trust factor Under Armour is the interesting one because their market share is so small but they're growing they're still so young in terms of the growth and where they're at and and you look at who they're attached with Tom Brady Dwayne Johnson, right? Like they're, they're going after it. And, you know, Adidas and Nike are two mega, mega giants. Fanatics and Under Armour are still, you know, babies in this whole uh, process. But they both put out quality stuff. I don't think fans have any need to be concerned about who the leagues
1: decide is to use
2: as their partners.
1: No, not at all. And the whole idea is so that you are buying a jersey every year. That's the whole idea. Of, or, or two or three. Uh, so, by the way, I mentioned the 13 games in the NHL tonight. The bracket has been unveiled by the NHL for the Stanley Cup playoffs. But you understand this is going to change every single day uh, right up until the playoff time. NBA question has come in. It was from John in Winnipeg. John, um, regarding their play-in tournament, and we'll get to that. But if you'll bear with me, Darren, let's just have a little fun thing here for a second. I'm going to my score app, the greatest app ever invented, (laughs) and the playoff picture tab. Trust me, you don't need to do it. I'll do it. Here's the playoff matchups if they started today in the National Hockey League. And I don't need to tell you the Flames wouldn't be in them, but the Orders and uh, Jets will and the Leafs. Boston versus Florida in round one. Who wins, dare I ask you? Okay, I'll say Florida, just because. The comeback cats. How about that? And are they hot lately? Toronto, Tampa Bay, round one. Leafs with home ice advantage. Who wins? Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Says the Leafs fan. How about this? The Carolina Hurricanes, who incidentally play the Rangers tonight, and if the Hurricanes win, they'll achieve 100 points already. They face the Islanders in round one as it stands today. Hell of a series there, man.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll take the Hurricanes. Like, cause I got them going to the Cup still. But I'll okay. take that
1: one. Then I'll take, the, yeah. I'll take the Islanders. And I guess that's my point. I asked the boys, who's your Stanley Cup final combatants now? You said, and I give you credit, Moose, you haven't wavered. How's it feel to pick something and stick with it? Doesn't it feel Pretty great? good. Color- yeah. Colorado, Carolina. That's a country song. Yeah, it's Colorado, tails, Carolina. That's what Moose is saying for his Stanley Cup final. I'll say the Islanders just to be a fly in the ointment, even though that ticks off people considerably in Carolina, as we've learned, as we're, uh you can pick us up on WQEE there on the Carolinas. Who knew? And how about this? Devils versus Rangers, round one somewhere. David Putty is painting his face. Seinfeld referenced. You might not be old enough. Devils-Rangers, who do you like in round one?
2: Uh, I just like the Rangers. I think there's more experience there. I think the Rangers will upset and spoil the party that is the Devil season.
1: I'll pause this for a second. Craig Smith, our director of scouting says, uh, G. Roy Simon, Canadian Football Hall of Famer says, knows the fellow who started Under Armour. Knows him. He played with them, with the Maryland Terrapins. Don't ask, G-Roy. It's a sore subject. The guy's name is Kevin Plank, and they were teammates together. NCAA football. Kevin Plank started this clothing company. He said, G-Roy, you might want to uh, invest. Would you be interested in investing in my company? It's for gear for athletes. We're going to call it Under Armour. G-Roy's like, uh, I'll pass. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a true story. Western Conference first round, the Dallas Stars, which incidentally my family still cheers for. I do not. But my brother and his daughter, they're all Stars fans because of my dad. They would play the Seattle Kraken in round one, which, <laughs> you know, our guy Reed Johnson out there in Seattle from the Mark Cast, the XFL podcaster, he's saying Seattle's yep. going to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup. And I said, Come on. An expansion franchise making it all the way to the cup in their second year. What do you think? This league's a joke. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm going to. Who's who's to say? Who's to say they
2: won't? They might not. They might. Um, But we're going to make somebody mad. It's either going to be Reed or Allie. Um, Allie's watching and I like her better today. So uh, Dallas, I'll take Dallas.
1: I'm gonna, I'll go with Dallas, too. Even though I don't think I know anybody with that organization anymore, and that's fine. I'll go with Dallas. That Colorado Avalanche versus the Minnesota Wild. Be a hell of a series, man. Mark andre yeah, Fleury's won be. his last seven straight starts for Minnie. It'll be great, but I got to go with Colorado. Minnie is at New Jersey tonight. That'll be a heck of a hockey game. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Vegas Golden Knights versus the Winnipeg Jets. Manitoba's team versus the Winnipeg Jets. What do you think? Uh, I'll go with the Jets.
2: You know, if they get in, they're going to be confident, I think, if they get in, because they have to get it together going in. That would be a big upset, though, because Vegas is very good.
1: Uh, Vegas is rolling. They're rolling. I would take Vegas to win that. And I'll, I'll clearly, because i said a Vegas-Boston Stanley Cup final. And the Los Angeles Kings versus the Edmonton Oilers. It would be a rematch of last year. And tish, what do you think? I'm, I'm actually very curious to hear what you think would happen <laughs> in that series. I think what? I, feel, so I
2: have a feeling that LA is going to, you know, get their revenge here and, and maybe upset the Oilers. I think it would be an upset, even if LA's got home ice advantage. If that's how it works out, um, I think it would be an upset. But I'll take the Kings just because um, it was Edmonton who won last year.
1: I'll take the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, again, I chose the wrong game last night to watch. That's on me. I watched the Flames and the Kings, and it wasn't a game. It was 4 nothing for the Kings after the first period. The Flames, if you missed off the top of the show, it's eleven Mountain, by the way. Visualize a positive outcome, Moose. One eleven 11 Eastern. Flames came out and put up just a mild fight. It was like the little brother fighting against the big brother is what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, the Kings just held them off until the Flames lost interest. And then they did. it didn't take long. And they were up 3 nothing, like 10 minutes into the first period. It was sad. Now, on the other side, the Oilers-San Jose game, Oilers win it in overtime. Darnell Nurse on a breakaway? What? There were how many goals called back in the game? Seven goals called back? I got it here. No, four goals were reversed. Three for the San Jose Sharks. And it was (laughs) – everybody was tweeting because I'm watching Twitter while watching the Flames game, and they're all saying, this game's drunk. The officials are out to lunch. They're blackout. (laughs) All these reverse goals. And then Darnell Nurse scoring on a breakaway in overtime. What? Can we pause for a second and talk about a societal issue? And I don't know why it is every day I go into squirrel territory on this show, but I see James uh, Reimer was – to use the hockey term, standing on his head last night for the Sharks. Clearly, he was not bothered at all by the online cancel culture crowd because he refused to wear the Pride jersey for the Sharks. Uh, coming up here, I know that you have thoughts on the L B G T movement, the National Hockey League, and hockey's for everybody. As do mine. But uh, James Reimer is just the latest. What do you think about? his statement on the weekend.
2: Well, again, I, it was dumb. I think it was dumb was the first reaction, but at the same time, you know, um, countering hate with hate's not the right way to approach it. Right. If you could take a, a, a page out of the Ted Lasso handbook, it would be to handle these situations with compassion. Right. Even when How we're would dealing Ted with Ted Lasso people like, deal with it. Yeah. Right? Even when we're dealing with, um, you know, guys like James Reimer. I mean, we get confused uh, on, you know, what it means for him to wear or not wear the jersey. What I'd like to think, and again, this is my opinion, is that you can believe things, and I understand that, you know, if you support other people and you really believe in equality, you'll wear the jersey even if you don't believe in it. Because you should know in your heart what you believe. And what you wear as a jersey, what you wear on your head or what kind of tape you put on your stick shouldn't affect what's in your heart, right? So you should be able to do that and support other people in a way that doesn't damage your beliefs internally. That's kind of what I believe. But again, I'd have to sit down and have a one-on-one with James Reimer, which I'd kind of love to do.
1: Well, I, um, I admire you putting your balls on the table with that commentary. I really do because I guess if in his heart he does not support a gay lifestyle wearing a jersey would be going against his heart so he would be being fake now because I'm looking at this going number one there's no right answer so you have your opinion I have mine James Reimer has his the LGBT folks have theirs it's like Colin Kaepernick it's a peaceful protest he took a knee who's he hurting (laughs) ended his career you know what i mean so there's that that's why i know this is a very very touchy subject and luke prokop the former calgary hitman edmonton oil king and now he's with the seattle thunderbirds I, i believe he's with seattle open first openly junior player ever i'm sure you saw his statement come out and said he was disappointed in james reimer luke said i want to play in the national hockey league and i'd like to believe that when i walk into a dressing room for the first time everybody in the room would have my back can't argue with that. But I also feel like you can't make James Reimer or anybody do something that they don't want to do. I, I, don't, I don't think that there's, we're ever going to find the appropriate uh, answer to this, the world of inclusion. But Luke Prokop said it very well. And by the way, tomorrow we've got Theron Flurry coming up here live at the stage bar at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. I've had people write into this show and say, oh, good. Not watching. Why do you give them a platform? Why- because he's a longtime friend a survivor of child sexual abuse he still battles a stigma of for reasons causes that aren't his own fault I'm a Theo Fleury guy I'm always gonna be a Theo Fleury guy and if you don't like it don't watch and if you never watch again I don't want you So that's my take on Theo. So this is the world that we live in. And I know there's a lot of people very excited that Theron Fleury, one of the greatest all-time flames, is coming down here tomorrow. I've already got a lineup of stuff for him to sign. So if you don't like it, don't watch. But don't threaten me. Because, as the U.S. government says, we don't respond to threats. Chris Dingman on the way. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live iHeartRadio and your southern home of sports and talk WQEE the key. Head to YouTube.com
3: slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
4: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code R-P-S-H-O-W for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19+. Use your game sense.
1: RP show continues live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Hey, if you love the timeless music of the Eagles, and who doesn't, then you can't afford to miss Hotel California, the original Eagles tribute on Thursday, April 27th, right here at the Great Eagle Event Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. Let's bring Darren Moose DuPont in. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I mentioned On Wednesday, Theron Fleury here live on stage at the stage bar. 1,000 games in the NHL, 1,000 points in the NHL, Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold, you name it. Jeff in Winnipeg writes in and says, I'm a Theron Fleury guy even though I disagree on his stand. I agree and disagree on his stand. Okay, well, get that sorted out, Jeff. Either way, Theo's going to be here tomorrow. Regarding James Reimer, Colin Kaepernick, guys taking a stand Jeff the Stamps fan says Kaepernick was benched before he started kneeling at this point I don't think it really matters (laughs) Steven in North Dakota says accepting a person's decision does not mean agreeing with it media groups love if it bleeds it leads jumping to conclusions any attention is better than no attention you understand that that's a fact. And I don't really blame the news outlets. So frankly, it's why I don't watch them anymore. I get upset about CNN and Fox. <laughs> and don't get me started on ours in Canada. Darren, Darren gets it as the business guy. I mean, we, <laughs> we started a heck of a debate earlier about the media in this country, not so much in the USA at all. I don't understand why there's so different between the two, but in Canada, Here in Western Canada, the newspapers, the radio stations, the TV not sending reporters on the road with the teams. And you said that you get it as a guy that's controlling the purse strings of a media company, IP, the RP show. You get it. On the flip side, I'm saying I'll pay for a tank of gas to go up to the CFL combine this weekend on my own because I want to be there. And a lot of reporters aren't willing to dig into their own pocket and go do something like that. Shoot, I know... Ahead of their time was the Regina Leader Post. They stopped paying for the reporters to go to Moose Jaw, 30 miles away, maybe 40, to cover the Pats Warriors so the reporter wouldn't go. I'm like, you cheap son of a... Don't you want to watch the game? You won't go because your boss won't pay for your gas to go 30 miles? You're the problem, not management. And how I talked myself into this, I have no idea. Uh, Did I have a point? I'm not sure, but it's the,
2: yeah, it's the way we're moving. And, you know, but you driving to Edmonton, it's an opportunity to stand out, you know, to be there. And one thing that I was told a long time ago when I was sitting at a morning skate, hockey game, playoff game in the crowd, and maybe one of three people that were at the morning skate, they won't always know, but guess what? People will remember when you showed up when you weren't expected oh. to or when you weren't asked to. When you show up and put in the extra effort, people notice.
1: Well, and that's the biggest thing that, eh, I don't want to go too far down this road here right now other than to say this. What I'm doing with this show right now is absolutely no different than what I did with my last job traveling all over the province of Saskatchewan representing our show and the rough riders in these small towns it means so much to them to come out and they often say why did you come out here and i say because you asked (laughs) and this week i had a Stampeders coach say you got to come to the cfl combine well you know what then i'm gonna go and uh, i won't go any further than that i mean we all get it it's just making people feel important now on the flip side I did have a business, a very well-heeled business, say to me that he spoke with a pro sports team and said, how come your team isn't active in the community anymore? How come they don't work with the minor teams? And uh, the team said, nah, it's not like it used to be. The players don't want to do that stuff anymore. We can't commit their time on their behalf anymore. Seth, you and I had that discussion on the weekend. I might have a special guest uh, join us here, Moose. As a matter of fact, I will. So get ready for that later. I have a live guest here, but you don't know who it is. By the way, you might want to check the uh, third line, Clark, because it's logged in there. Anyways, I'm going to pull out of this discussion and go back to this one earlier from John, and Evan, uh, John in Winnipeg. Sorry, John Ohm. He said, and I can't find it. Guys, if you can, I don't know whether you'd be able to, and I sort of put you on the spot. But he mentioned the play-in tournament in the NBA. Right now, as of today, our Atlanta Hawks would be playing the Miami Heat in a play-in series, and the Raptors would be playing the Chicago Bulls. Because what is it, 7 to 10, Seth? 7 to 10, and each conference gets in. And John goes from Winnipeg, do you think that the NHL would do this? Well, we had it in the bubble in, what, 2020? <laughs> None of us can remember any more of the years, but it was delicious. There was 24 teams there, best of five play-in round, and those top seeds got it off. I thought that they would stay with that, Darren, because it invigorated more markets. The Arizona Coyotes could actually say they finally made the playoffs because they were in the play-in tournament. But they never never stuck with it. Where's the comment? Uh, Can you read it? My screen's not clear enough. I might be able to read it here when it comes up. I'll read it when it shows up on my YouTube feed. Why would the NHL not do this, Jared? And do you think that they will eventually?
2: I don't think they're going to go back to it. I think if they, if they wanted to, they would have stuck with it. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. More markets involved. But I'm sure they did their due diligence on numbers and on added viewership and on um, ticket sales, which there weren't any because we were in the bubble. Um, but all those things, uh, projections, and thought, you know what, the system is great. We don't want to keep messing with it um, over and over again.
1: Uh, John, here it is. He says, it might be a good question, but here it goes. The 2023 NBA play-in tournament will include teams with the 7th through 10th highest winning percentages at each conference. Could the NHL ever do this? And so, the, again, my point is they basically did. <coughs> Apologize. Suddenly a little hazy in here today, Boost. <clears throat> <laughs> you get a couple packs. <laughs> it's a big oh, cr- no. rip and darts. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> do a show from a casino, that's going to happen. Again, I'm all for it. But I also think knowing the way sports people are, and they're not a whole lot different than normies or civilians that don't work in sports, the NHL won't do it because they weren't the first to think of it really it's sort of why I think some Canadian networks don't put the shots up on the screen for an NHL game because it was the US and Fox that did it first so they don't want to do it because it wasn't their idea do you, you understand that concept right
2: of course I, I absolutely understand that that you know if it's not your idea you don't want to do it but that shouldn't detract you from doing what's right and what's going to be you know a positive movement forward but yeah but
1: that's I I totally get that's how they think It it is. Instead of going, that's a brilliant idea. I don't want to. I, I, I don't understand the thinking, but whatever. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Rod will give us the real story of the CFL Combine. That's the thing. I'm only going for one day, but I want to point something else out on this. You know, Mark Killam, tremendous Salesman for the CFL. He's the special teams coordinator of the Calgary Stampeders. And he says, Yeah, we're doing the usual testing, the bench press, whatever they all do. But then his eyes lit up. He was like, But we're doing inside run and skelly. (laughs) Like he was so excited. And he's like, And I said, Well, that'll give you a real indication of what these guys can do. And I think he said, I hope nobody gets hurt. And uh, because that's physical pounding, man. well, in the inside run that it is, it's basically running backs are taking the handoff between the tackles. You've got to wear pads for that. Um, so my point is I'm only going to go for a few hours on the Saturday, and I don't know, there will be a lot of the other CFL media there, for sure, I would hope. But I texted the PR guy for the league, and I said, what do I need? It says to RSVP. And he said, ah, just show up and ask for me. I'll get you a pass. Cool dude uh that's how we roll but we'll have more coverage on monday's show than any other television show i would suggest in canada or the usa but i also want to remind people that while i've been implored to give a lot of cfl coverage here since i got to calgary we're not the salespeople for the cfl those would be by name derek taylor marshall ferguson dustin nielsen michael ball The radio guys in this province, that's their job to push and sell the CFL, not mine. Our brand, what I'm pushing is the old RP show and doing what's best for us. And in this instance, that includes going to the CFL Combine on the weekend. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, I vote Rod runs the 40 at the Combine. See, this is people like you ruin it. Approved. Now now you're going to make me not want to (laughs) go. Let's go. Come on, Rod. Rod. Dance, monkey. monkey. Okay, right? And this is what annoys me. Come on, Rod. Participate in the Pat Skills Competition. Come on. Come on, Rod. I don't want to. But then I do and I go in the fastest skater competition, blow a tire and wipe out into the boards, exactly like Kale McCarr did in this year's NHL skills competition in Sunrise. I was there. And then, oh, Rod, come on, participate in the fastest, hardest shot competition. So I do. Do you know what my miles per hour of my slap shot was, Darren? I'm, I'm not afraid to tell you right now.
2: Guess. Tell me. What was it? No, guess. Yes. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine.
1: <laughs> Sixty-eight miles an hour. That's good. Okay. That's not bad. Hot damn. Oh, Seth is saying the same thing. Come on, you guys.
2: Nobody's expecting niece... you to come in there and rip it 90 miles an hour.
1: Uh, uh, no, the coaches were because... The rink's full, the cooperators arena, Sean Sutter, I will never forget. G- number one, I wanted to take a, like a running start at the puck. And no, you yeah. had to do it from a stationary position. No, no, you had to do it from a stationary position. Not even a one-timer. The puck wasn't even moving. 68 mile an hour. I looked up at Sean Sutter in the crowd like you would look up at your parents, and Sean was like, ew. <laughs> 68 mile an hour. Uh, My niece Sydney could risk it probably faster than 68 mile an hour. Seth just said it's not Ally ally Afraidy, but not bad. But the point is, (laughs) why do you try to put the media in these competitions? Why do they? uh, Guys like, um, who's the guy from the NFL Network? Rich Eisen. Yeah. He ruined it for everybody. He He ruined it for everybody because he was doing the 40. He's an old white guy. I think. <laughs> Craig, say what? Say what?
2: Well, I was going to say, they put you in it to show how good the players are. Here, we'll put somebody else in it because you all wonder, oh, I can shoot as hard as that kid. I can shoot it hard. And then we'll put one of you up there to show you that you really can't.
1: Uh, yeah, Craig Campbell's watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto right now. He has written in and he says, and that was with your goalie stick. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I will say this. When I, when I went out and played uh, rec for the first time, and it, Dinger's just logged in, so he'll appreciate this. Career goalie here, right here, right now. Going out and playing rec. And this was about well, 20 years ago, probably. They hand me a graphite stick for the first time that I'd ever used one. Yeah. Quick little snapshot. <laughs> Took off. I'm like, what is this thing? Made of plutonium? No wonder a fourth-line right winger can shoot 120 miles an hour. It's, it's not about your upper body strength. It's about technology. that was not even fair. Um, yeah. But I... Oh, where'd the time go? Okay, we got to run. I got more stories. We'll push him until tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steven in North Dakota says, by the way, 68 mile an hour works out to 105 kilometers an hour. So I could tell people that I shoot the puck 105. Click's not mile an hour. Get away with it. <laughs> okay, Moose. Thanks, man, for this today. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Two-time Stanley Cup champion Chris Dingman joins us next, and I'd love to know if he has any skills competition stories. We'll be right back. We're live from Gray Eagle Resorting Casino in Calgary, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're at the Stage Bar, live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, The Key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show
3: now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Live look in Calgary's entertainment destination, the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Chris Ding and Dingman was an original first-round pick of the calgary flames went on to play 385 nhl games with the flames avalanche and lightning winning two stanley cups as we mentioned before the break and dinger joins us now and i want to get into some brandon Weeking stuff with him but dinger before we do that you saw us talking before the break skills competition stories do you have some from your day
3: (coughs) well there was one i did in colorado and i was in the fastest skater competition which uh i don't know I should have been in, but, uh, it was okay for me because you just had to go in a big circle and you didn't have to do any tight turns. So I actually did pretty good. I think I finished in like the top five, but I think the top guys weren't really trying. And then I did, uh, we did like a three guy or two on O shootout, you know, like three guys would go in until you scored and I was really good at passing the puck, I guess. So I did okay. But, uh, again, I don't think the top guys were trying that much. So, uh, that's my skills competition. Anyway, slap shot was. Uh, I think it was like 99 miles an hour, but I was using, in my defense, I was using an Easton ultralight and with a Christian blade. So if I had a one-piece, maybe a little different.
1: That's my point. Uh, oh, it might have been, been better, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And two, what did you think when Krim pulled a fast one on the LA Kings and got Jonathan Quick in at the trade deadline? It reminded me... 95, you guys and Brandon, you got Colin Cloutier and Alexander Vasilevsky from Prince George for nothing. I was in PG at the time, like players to be named later. And I'm like, this is Kelly. This is, this is, the Kings got McCrimmoned. Uh, What what did you think when he pulled that off?
3: Uh, I was not surprised at all. Just uh, based on. You know, when i got traded way back in the day uh i was in that oscar deal and i wasn't supposed to be or I was supposed to be on a protected list or something and you know i ran into the old gm from uh, seattle at a game in tampa about five and a half six years ago and he said i just want to tell you i'm still pissed because krimmer kind of you know let's use a, a bad word, uh you know krimmer whatever and screw this over you weren't supposed to be available and yada yada so uh it doesn't surprise me at all i think Kelly's a, He's a he's a really good GM. He's a great hockey mind, and he finds a way to do, do stuff. So I don't know how Vegas every year, they just make trades and trades and trades and how they have the cap space. Uh, he's a magician, so, you know, good on him. Uh, hopefully it works out for him because uh, they've had a good team for a few years. But you, know, you look at this year, oh, my goodness, there was a lot of good teams that loaded up at the deadline.
1: Well, that's why I asked you, because you've seen it from the inside. You were just a kid then, but Kelly's doing the same thing in Vegas that he did in Brandon. So speaking of that, thoughts on a Stanley Cup final? We won't hold you to it, Dinger, but who are you liking right now? Oh, man.
3: That's a tough one. Do I have to give an opinion? Uh, (laughs) I think Colorado will be be dangerous once they get healthy, but... uh, you know i think edmonton you have to if they get halfway decent goaltending i think edmonton you gotta like them just because trying to defend those guys and uh you know i don't go to a ton of games just because i'm busy and i just am over like driving 30 minutes and finding parking and all that but uh just to have that elite level talent in mcdavid and, and dry saddle is just ridiculous um so i think i think you maybe have edmonton because they could arguably could have been there last year maybe it wasn't that offside or not offside call i think it was but had. Control the puck or didn't. And, you know, I think out east, oh, my goodness. Uh, a guy like Tampa still, I think, you know, just being back there, I think, you know, those guys know what it takes to win and they have good goaltending. And just Boston, I mean, he can't. But then Toronto, I'll pick Toronto just because I want to, no offense, I want to see what lose, just to see what happens. Because, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Dubas fan at all. But, uh, and Sheldon Keefe is my first roommate in Tampa and he's a little different guy, but, uh you know, I think Dubas did everything he could, and adding some grit and some toughness—that uh, was a explained previous year. So, I would like to uh, like see them lose in the first round, just to see what happened. And that's kind of vindictive game, me, or I, I don't know. Maybe it's a little crooked of me, but <laughs> just to—oh man, just to see the media storm.
1: There are no wrong answers at this time, but I want to ask you this: as a guy who's won two Stanley Cups, how are you on momentum going into the playoffs? We're around ten, eleven, twelve games for everybody left. Uh, do they need to be cranking it up right now or you know, they say it's a new season, which it is. How are you on momentum going into the Stanley Cup playoffs?
3: Um, yeah, I think you want to be playing good. I don't think you need to win every game. I think if you look at the totality of a season and coaches are pretty good at it, there's some games where you lose where you should win. But I think, you know, for me as long as you know, you want to have your team healthy, especially while you're top guys, uh, who cares about us four flying guys as much, but You know, you want to be healthy. You want to be playing the game the right way. So momentum-wise, I think as long as your team's playing well and you're gelling, let's say you're creating opportunities and you lose by a goal or an overtime by an unlucky bounce, I think, yeah, I think definitely, I think you want to be playing good. I don't think you can flick a switch and, you know, just all of a sudden we are like, oh, we're playing like crap. And then, oh, yeah, we're just going to turn it on because we're the defending Stanley Cup champions or whatever it may be. So I think definitely for sure. and I think in the past, I think, you know, even go back to Colorado days where, Pierre Lacroix would make trades like a month before the deadline just so guys could gel a little bit. And I think we've seen a little bit of that this year with some of the trades early. So it gives your team time, you know, to get guys in there and uh, see how things are going to gel. So definitely, uh, I think you want to be playing well going in the playoffs. But hockey's a crazy sport. It's a crazy game. So who knows? Anything could happen.
1: i tell you what, last question. And I'd love to do a sports banquet with you where we could really get into this. But you were in Colorado (laughs) when Ray Bork showed up. When Ray Bork showed up, what was it like when he walked into the room and dropped this bag and you guys went on to win a Stanley Cup?
3: <coughs> well, it was uh, a couple different things happened. So it was unreal because it's Ray Bork. So a couple quick stories. Um, I think the one um, was that when he got there, he needed his wrist taped, I think, at the seven minute mark or five minute mark, or, you know, before the period started. So you know he needed that and then we had you know, obviously Patrick Waugh and uh, Peter Forsberg had some injuries and different guys had stuff they had to deal with so watching the trainer run around and try and like service all the top guys when Ray showed up I was dying like his name was Pat Carnes and we had a couple of us third and fourth line guys in the sixth and seventh defense but we were dying laughing because the poor trainer was like trying to get to everybody and service everybody so you know that was unbelievable just watching that I think uh you know, Ray was back using the Sherwood uh, the Sherwood sticks and I asked him, Hey, could I try one? or, or he was like, Yeah, you want what, what are you thinking? So he had the Sherwood guy. I had three blades and three sticks within a week, which is like unbelievable. That's because Ray Bork called and then, you know, obviously everything he did in the leadership of, uh, of of his and going into the coaches. I love telling the story where we're in St. Louis in the playoffs and I think we're going into double or triple overtime. He had already played like thirty five or maybe forty minutes, and he went in to the coach's room and then basically slammed the door. Came out a minute and a half later and said, "Everyone's going to play. Be ready." And he went and basically went in there and told the coaches, "I'm playing too much. You got to play everybody. Let's go." And then all of a sudden, everyone was playing. The coaches rolling the lines, and so it's like three quick stories. So it was unreal for him to walk in and just his presence. And you know, he made it not about him, even though a lot of it was, you know, win one for a. But he was like, "No, nope, win it for yourself." Because when you do, I'll be right there. So, unbelievable guy, unbelievable teammate, and. Oh, yeah, we could do a sportsman's dinner or a banquet or something and tell a lot of stories a lot.
1: No kidding. Well, we'll put that on the bucket list. Dinger, I'm hoping (laughs) life is as good as it looks for you, man. I appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the hockey. Hopefully we can do it down the playoff trail here. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Two-time Stanley Cup champion and Brandon Wheat King's great, Chris Dingman. We'll be right back with Overtime Live from Great Eagle after this timeout. We're at Calgary's entertainment destination on Game Plus TV. Channel 924 on TELUS Cable. Also YouTube, live iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk WQEE, The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
4: PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code R-P-S-H-O-W for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19+. Use your game sense
3: you got something to say you want to add to this show what are you waiting for don't just sit there say something now back to the studio with Rod
1: the studio is Gray Eagle Resort and uh, Casino Calgary's entertainment destination Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. And, uh, Clark, I did warn you, right, we got Seth Anderson with us, my uh, good friend from the Biz Dojo podcast, Calgary guy. There you are. Oh, my God. Give us a smile, Seth. (laughs) Thanks for coming down. You did not expect to be going on the air today, did you?
5: It wasn't in my life plan today, but thank you so much. (laughs) It's
1: cool. Seth is, well, you got your Biz Dojo podcast hat on. He's a basketball guy, he's run uh, junior hockey programs, uh, teams before. Well, team where was it? Wainwright? The Wainwright Bisons. Yes, right. Sir. So he's into all of that. And you've kind of been sitting here. He's a guy that I've gotten to know over the last year. He's going to be our Canadian elite basketball league insider, by the way. He's our CEBL guy. And you are sitting here nodding your head at a lot of the things we were talking about. Uh, what were your takeaways from today's show? Anything? A couple
5: of things, actually. I was thinking about that whole playoff Topic: uh, The NBA with the seven to ten. yeah I knew that would get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's differing thoughts on that whole thing, but I don't think they were the first to do it. I think the MLB when they expanded their playoffs, that opened the eyes of a lot of the pro leagues. They've made over a hundred million dollars in incremental revenue by doing that. Uh, so, I mean, it stands to reason that combined with more exciting single elimination games, I think. I don't know. I think all the leagues should look for more ways to get eyeballs on the TV set, and there's no better way to do that than to have single elimination games, and then if you can drive up revenue in the process, I imagine the NHL...
1: See, that's the thing. When the NHL did it in the bubble, there were no fans. So they had their 24 teams, but they weren't making any more money. As a matter of fact, it probably cost them money. Sure. But to do it now, what's the downside? I don't see a downside. No? So there's that. Now, Remind me, and I will get to the CEBL, but Glenn Erickson's watching in medicine hat. He's a hockey guy, he's a golf guy, and he's a media guy. Regarding me playing in the skills competition back in the day for the Pats, he says, Rod, I think your fan base wants you to become a modern-day George Plimpton. The old guys recognize Plimpton. Enjoy the notoriety. Everybody, go Google George Plimpton. He was an old writer from the States, Northeast, And he, what, he played goal with the Bruins? Did he know? Maybe the Philly Flyers. And I think he played, went out and played some Major League Baseball. I don't want to be that. That's the thing. The notoriety. I don't need any more notoriety. I want to do what I'm doing. Now, having said that, there's been talk of driving in a race car and doing, I might do that. We'll see. But it's not something that I'm dying to do. Okay. Now, you're going to have pro basketball in Calgary for the first time ever. Seth, that is your your number one sport, right? Uh, big basketball fan, yeah. Yes. How do you think the Calgary surge are going to go over here?
5: I think it's going to go well. I uh, so my sons my son plays basketball, so I've done a little bit of coaching in the CMBA uh, and just gotten to know people throughout the community. And I think we've got a pretty good basketball underswell within the community. And I think Jason and his team's approach is going to be very grassroots focused. So. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to go well.
1: It's kind of interesting how the CEBL has gone about things. And I I had one league president, one team president in the CEBL say, Rod, you're the only media that covers us. And I'm thinking, well, I'm either way ahead of everybody or way behind everybody. I don't know. But they're going into Winnipeg. Winnipeg. With the Bears. That's right, yeah. Um, And then they come to Calgary, 1.5 million people. There's clearly a method behind their madness of what they're doing. They identified this as somewhere that'll work
5: yeah and I, we had uh, mike morielli on the biz dojo quite some time ago i think in our second season and he was talking about coming to calgary back then i think the biggest thing they were looking for was a venue that made sense uh they hosted the bcl championships uh, which was more of an international tournament basketball last,
1: league of americas that's, <laughs> that's the one. where i met yeah, you yeah
5: yeah last what was that january last year at the uh, wind sport can't remember like that. um not a bad seat in the house. I think it was probably a little bit smaller than they were hoping, but it'll, I think it'll do the trick for to get things off the ground.
1: Well, you just never know. Let's just not forget about this for a second. Mm. They've got the NHL here with the Flames, the AHL, the Wranglers, the WHL, the Hitmen, Junior A teams everywhere, Junior B that you've uh, been involved in.
5: And I, I, I was with the Calgary Canucks for three, four years. No, so there's that. I didn't and know so, that. So
1: here's my point. Yeah. When they were talking about bringing the Wranglers here, because I am in that hockey community, they thought, we don't have a rink big enough that, to host the Wranglers and the crowds we'll get. Have you seen the crowds the Wranglers are getting? They could have played in a community rink. Oh, yeah, they could play at Max Bell probably <laughs> instead of the Canucks. <laughs> yeah, do you think that'll change? I think,
5: it's a, I think it's a totally different, not totally different, but I think there's a there's a basketball demographic that exists, and I don't see any reason why you couldn't couldn't fill win
1: sport 10 times 10 for times. the surge for the surge right so but the way but i'm saying that i think they thought the wranglers were going to get five six seven thousand and I they think, haven't got
5: two i think the hockey market is is tough it, it, yeah? it's very saturated there's a lot of teams i mean there's a reason why there's only one junior a team now uh and even that team i don't think gets a ton of support so i don't know i i think uh People have a lot of options to spend their, their their entertainment dollars in Calgary when it relates to hockey. So my perspective would have been that the Wranglers would struggle to, to fill that rink. However, I did go to a game, and the hockey was really good, and it was it's a great outstanding. experience. It's outstanding. And cost-wise, I don't know. I think over time that could build into something.
1: Uh, thank you, Ryan O'Radio at WQEE. This is another successful show, RP and crew. Thanks, Ryan, and thanks for having us on. We are Atlanta's NHL show. I never get tired of saying that john in edmonton says why is the basketball team playing at wind Sport arena you kind of covered that but can you say it again uh,
5: well i mean you probably have to ask them exactly why they picked that venue but i think they were looking for something uh, in that small to mid-size and that was the best venue they could find in calgary
1: how many options are there not a lot right like where you would could put down a hardwood floor and well, I, play. I
5: believe they did have a pro basketball team back in like the mid 2015 era, the Crush or something like that. They were playing out of Sate, but that never really got off the ground. Um, so yeah, they wanted a professional type setting. If you go to the other communities there. A little bit bigger but i think this will work seth
1: is going to be our cebl insider he doesn't know it yet but he does now and uh, in 30 seconds tell them about tell them about the biz dojo podcast
5: yeah the biz dojo podcast you can download us uh we're on all the major streaming platforms uh, we're in our sixth season now uh, we've interviewed entrepreneurs leaders athletes musicians from all over the world and hear their stories and ultimately just try to inspire people so
1: Awesome. You do a great job. Thanks for coming down, Seth. Thank you, sir. Seth Anderson came down to watch. We threw him on the air. (laughs) (laughs) That could happen to you, too. Uh, Thank you today to uh, Chris Dingman, Eric Engels. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Didn't show up. Sportsnet Montreal, but maybe we'll get him soon. Uh, Moose, of course, our entire crew, and mostly the audience, because without you there would be no us. Great Eagle for having us, and we'll see you here tomorrow with Theo Fleury live on Game Plus. And hey, applause, even. We're getting better. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern, right here. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>